Thanks so much for those updates. And that's right. We have Alan Adler on now to join us for our Truck Tech edition. Alan, thanks for being here this morning. Morning, Anthony. Good to see you. Good to see you again as well. So Alan, jumping into this segment, we're talking the incubator and accelerator edition. What are you getting into on this edition? Well, uh, about a month ago, I spotted something and I just kind of set it aside because I thought it was a really interesting thing to look at. And it, uh, it's called Camp X. Camp X is a, a Volvo Group project out of Sweden, which has actually expanded to a few other countries. It's essentially an incubator. If you think of like a Y Combinator or Global 500, the groups that you know work with startups, uh, in terms of trying to get their technology into the marketplace. And uh, a lot of them fail, but a lot of them make it. And so Volvo back in 2019 started this thing called CampX, which they were looking at, you know, uh, uh, accelerating projects and things like that, things that they're, you know, the venture group at Volvo might invest in and, and that sort of thing. Now they've added an incubator f- to that where, uh, you know, entrepreneurs get invitations to come to uh, Sweden and work at Camp X and then maybe, you know, move along the process into uh, eventual commercialization. You know, there's a couple of companies, uh, you know, most recently Wabi, which is an autonomous vehicle technology, uh, got some investment from Volvo Ventures. Uh, Flock Freight has in the past and so has uh, uh, Fortelix. These are all companies that are working with major automakers. In fact, interestingly enough, Fortelix uh, has a deal now with Torque Robotics, which is part of Daimler Truck. So even if you get Volvo money, uh, you know, for investment, it doesn't guarantee you any kind of exclusivity or anything. It just gives them the kind of that first look. So, uh, you know, this is just a great opportunity to, to step back a little bit and look at how this is uh, playing out, you know, in terms of the trucking space. Little guys who might have a really good idea, but not necessarily the power, or the capital to fund that idea into fruition, a relatively low risk way to kind of set themselves up and test it out, right? And then, of course, it gives Volvo on the front side that access to say, hey, look, we see what you're doing. Let's pull that into our space. How is that kind of give and take? It's, it's really kind of the symbiotic relationship, right? Well, I think, you know, I, I was first made familiar with this back in, in, in my General Motors days because uh, GM R&D was one of the first to actually launch a venture fund, you know, where it would invest in companies. Um, then later on, uh, when I was supporting R&D back at GM, we actually got involved with 500 Startups. That was the predecessor name to Global 500 Global. And we were able to get some visibility into what some of these companies that were most involved in technology that, that GM was interested in. They didn't have the runway, of course, to take on big projects, but it was an opportunity to sort of figure out what was possible. And uh, I was fascinated by that when, when I, it was one of the last projects I did, you know, about six years ago there. And I, and I was just fascinated by it. And to see that, that, you know, Volvo now has taken it all the way out to the, really the three stages, you know, you've got your, um, You've got your incubator now, and then you've got your your development, and then ultimately, you know, the opportunity to be funded. Um, it was interesting last week too, or this week, I should say, that down in Florida at the uh, Maintenance and Technology Council, the ATA's group that meets a couple times a year, uh, Phillips Industries um, announced something very similar to this, although not all three stages of it, but rather uh, teaming up with some companies that it sees as being very helpful in its business, which is tractor and trailer. T- uh, uh, 
uh, technology. And so they've got, uh, you know, they've got Marlin Solar, they've got Pro EV, which does wiring harnesses, and then Spartan Radar, Radar which uh, works on trailer camera technology. All three companies are going to be working closer with Philips Industries under a thing called, that they're calling Philips Innovation. So very similar. And it's interesting that, that so many people are interested in these young companies. I don't know that you would call this a second stage, you know, because we've kind of come out of the SPAC world now where, you know, young companies may be not ready to be public were brought public and, and we've talked about that really a lot here but I think what we're what we're looking at now is is sort of that that old-fashioned uh, mining if you will of of where is the technology and, and how is it going to be effective for us and what can we do to bring it maybe to market for others but also as you said Kaylee for ourselves and Alan there's another story you have about the acquired doing the acquiring can you tell us about that one yeah, back to Torque Robotics. I, I thought that was, was interesting because, um, uh, you know, they they picked up a company or they purchased a company this week called, uh, uh, let's see, is it uh, Argolux? I, I'm not going to get that right because I don't have it in front of me. But basically, this is a company that works on sensor technology and perception technology for autonomous trucks. The reason I, I sort of played with the headline a little bit was because it was only in 2019 that Torque Robotics, which really dates back to 2005, so they're not a startup. They actually were a, a, a going concern, a business that had uh, you know mining and other things that they were doing autonomy for. Uh, they were majority purchased by Daimler Truck in 2019, and so I just thought it was interesting that you know they've grown enough now, and we wrote about them, I think, last week or two weeks ago in Truck Tech about how they're evolving and the fact that they're not doing their own acquisitions is, is interesting. That, that is really interesting as well, because they're continuing to grow and you're continuing to see them put out product after product, right? And get really successful on that way to autonomy. Did they reveal any strategy for why they're they're going the way that they're going? Well, I think in, in Torch's case, they've been working with this company for over a year. And, and I think that along the way, you start talking about, well, do we fit together? Is this something that would be good to have inside? We saw it with Aurora um, uh, Innovation a few years ago when they picked up a company called Blackmore, uh, which was a LiDAR company. And they've since sort of merged that into a, a group they call First Light at Aurora. Also, perception technology and things like that. I mean, this is so important to anything that would get you to uh, a longer term future for autonomous trucking because without good perception that really knows what's coming can see far out as well as as uh, object detection, um, you know, you're not gonna be able to do anything without a driver in the truck. So everybody's sort of getting their their favorites in the house. And I think this is sort of a, a trend really of, of the kind of things that, excuse me, that we're seeing going on uh, there. Also, uh, it was another one, this one is not a, uh, is not an acquisition, at least not yet. But I had a chance to talk to our friend, a friend of the show, uh, Thomas Healy at, at Highly on this week, following their earnings call because they announced a collaboration with Hyzon Motors. And Hyzon is another company in the fuel cell space that we've written about. They're not doing too well right now. They've got an SEC investigation. They are at risk of being delisted from the NASDAQ and some other things that, you know, really question its survivability. So when Hyz, uh, when uh, Hylian, uh, we talked about this yesterday, I think, on the show, when Hylian picked them up, it, it was a little curious. So I followed up with, with Thomas about it. And, and, you know, it's interesting that as much as he can't say about what might happen there, he sure sees a, an interesting future. Let's put it that way. Uh, mm -hmm. You can read about that in the newsletter today. 
I, I want to put. I want you to put your prognosticator hat on for just just a second, Alan. If you think about where we're headed with these different autonomy companies now, having that competition space, and obviously some of them are more invested in one area than the other, some are pulling ahead. Do you think that we get to a point where we start to see one autonomous company getting ready to acquire another, or is that pretty far out that we're going to continue to see them stay separate? Well, I wouldn't put a date on it, but I've, I've been talking for months about that, that consolidation, and I think you will see it. I can't tell you who's going to do who because it's, it's just we don't know. But I think you've got to be watching for these kinds of things. I, I think that, you know, as we start to see more and more startups pair up with other startups, um, you know, sometimes that's done for financial reasons, as in the case of uh, the LIDAR uh, companies, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry, Velodyne LiDAR and Alster merging recently. Um, you know, that was a question of, uh, you know, neither company had a lot of money. I think Al uh, Alster, which is sort of the surviving name of the two, um, you know, had more money and, and and probably a better customer base. So I think you will start to see more of this kind of thing. And, and you know, when you start to track it, you're seeing, a, you're seeing companies that sort of make some sense together. And I think, I think that's kind of what Thomas Healy was saying was like, look, you know, Hyzon has a lot of history in fuel cells. They're, they were a SPAC here, but the company itself was spun out of uh, out of fuel cell technologies in Singapore, which goes back to 2003. So they have done a lot of fuel cells over time. They also happen to have um, a, a robust truck sort of fuel cell, which is what, uh, you know, Hylion needs if they're going to put a fuel cell in, into their, into their uh, uh, hypertruck. Um, whereas most of the fuel cells right now were, were, were made for cars, you need more than one, and you have to put them together, things like that. So, so there are companies that just make a lot of sense. I mean, you've got your legacy tier one suppliers like Bosch that are into fuel cells, but they started in cars as well. So, you know, doing something for the trucking space takes a little more work. And of course, Bosch is is being integrated now. Their, their, their fuel cell stack is being integrated into the Nikola. Uh, plant out in uh, in Arizona, um, you know, where they will, um, you know, I mean, Bosch makes the fuel cells, but Nikola will will actually install them, uh, you know, on, on the line there for their fuel cell trucks. So I think, you know, you've got to look at sort of who has what capability, right? And, mm -hmm. and pick the ones that can do it for you. It's like horse betting, right? Where Who's your winner going to be? Nobody really knows. All right, Alan, thank you right. for joining us. Um, no bets. Yeah, no, no, not making any bets today. No bets. Thanks for joining us today. We will catch up with you later. Okay, thanks. All right, now we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with more Fruit News Now.